wait, are you guys like even a podcast? like a cleansing cleansing breath as we sage and pray over and sanctify and anoint season seven um a new christian podcast i use a lot of christian terminology just then this is a new no, christian you came podcast, out as a christian during the break so um, <laughs> i think it only makes sense to be like wait are you a christian right wait you're are christian. you saved <laughs> no <laughs> let's not ask no let's question. just pray that we get to a full season without like literally abandoning our listeners i do feel like prayer is the only way to get through it but nonetheless <laughs> hi y'all we missed you hi hi uh, little episcopalians and <laughs> what are the religion can you leave out? religion out of this please i'm already triggering up we're talking about family today so religion and family um, all goes in together um it is a new year it's officially 2024 we're recording this officially in january Nunu, how was your new year Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I spent it on live. Wait, don't do it. You know, posting and seeing DJ Raffy Raff do a set. I don't know why. That's not ew, your official ew. DJ name, y'all. That's not the official <laughs> DJ name. That's just something I call Raffy. Um at, at Bulldogs at Pareo um New Year's. Um, Nunu was with her man. She said, I'm gonna stay at the house with my man. That's what she literally told me when I invited her to my party. That is as a friend to support true. me. Yeah. It's weird because, like, you know, you become, I mean, it's not super true, obviously, but like when you become in a relationship, like that's like the one holiday that you kind of like certain holidays you have to spend together. I feel like New Year's, yeah, is yeah, no, I, one. yeah, 100% understand. You made me understand that by saying, Oh, you like, just don't have a man, do you? When I asked you that, well, who did you kiss at, at the ball drop? Um, myself. Oh my God, you didn't kiss anyone. You could have just grabbed someone. No, with consent. Who? With what? Consent. What? Oh what? Gay man. Well, actually, the gays were there. Um, there was a couple there. There was more First DL. All, they were you? very no, no. There's no, no no DLs yesterday, but there are DLs that have come through. But when I'm at my DJ gigs, I'm one of the boys. Period. Mm. Oh my gosh, one of the boys. Well, like, I totally feel that. Okay. I totally feel that. <laughs> um, it's always crazy because I definitely code switch. Um. And it's definitely a survival mechanism. But it also uh, probably comes from my inter- interactions with the straight men in my family. Because um, I'm dealing that, with like a lot of like straight Latin men. You Ooh, know, love that website. <laughs> StraightLatinMen.org or .net? <laughs> .net. <laughs> so um, you remember that meme a few weeks ago? Not a meme. It was like a discussion on Twitter and stuff. And it was like, do you quote switch to go into a barbershop? And it was this whole big thing. Yes. And it was just like. Pretty much, I feel like everyone was just agreeing loudly together. Like, obviously, no one should have to code switch to be in a space. You know, safe spaces, inclusivity, da-da-da-da. But, like, obviously, there's a certain norm and aesthetic that lives in any place, whether it's, like, masculine, heteronormative, or even, like, corporate or femme or ballroom. You know, I feel like every place has, like, a a code, a social 
order. The social ethic. Well, the social code for barbershops is no customer service <laughs> and literally no, um, no, just like the only people that work there are the barbers and you pay them at least the one in Dobson, North Carolina, y'all. I get it. I am not qualified to speak on this, y'all. I have not really interacted with barbershops in my life, fortunately. Um, I have had, well, up until this year, 2024, we changed some things, honey. Um, mm. Up until this year, I had the same barber since birth. So I would just, you know, be with that person at their um, shop at their house. That's so funny that they cut your hair your entire they like they watched your head get bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger and bigger, lumpier and lumpier. Um and, and more beautiful and beautiful. Yeah, to yeah. They pretty. totally know about this other side. Um <laughs> Wait, you don't tell them like Nunu needs this. You know what? I mean, I know we're going to get into it in a second, but I definitely, I guess, I can't help the bad thing. It depends on the generation. I feel like Gen Z and Alpha's all been like, you know, you need to tell people things. But I'm from a day of don't ask, don't tell. And I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I don't talk about things. People don't. Man? I feel like people know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you don't say something, that's say something. You feel me? <laughs> No, I do not feel you. <laughs> if I have been on this earth uh, a few decades and I've never mentioned once having any attraction to female, having a girlfriend, blah, 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 blah then, you know, I, I mean, just feel like it is what it is. Or... So when you go to uh, Great Clips, what's the vibes? Great Clips. Uh, this is uh, Rudy's um, in Dobson. Oh, wait, Rudy's, you actually go to a real Rudy's barber, barber. No, you go to Great Well, no, Clips. when I go home, I go to, I usually go to salon with Domingo, Sheer Queer, at Sheer Queer. Uh, lovely drag performer here in the DMV. Um, I go cut my hair with them, and um, and but like I've gone to barber shops before. Um, this one's a Latino barber shop, uh, but it's just it's consistent at barber shops. Oh, what's like, the difference? I want to know. Uh, you know, I'm no, a, no, I'm it's consistent. No, it's is I the I mean both play their style of music very loudly. <laughs> okay, so like you're listening to reggaeton at the Latino barber shop, and at the black barber shop, you're. You're playing like not always like I remember when DMX died. You gonna say rap? You gonna say rap? Well, when I went, I went on the I went got went to a barber the day DMX died, and DMX had died. And he DMX is a rapper. If you do not know, I can't tell if anyone's young listening to this podcast, but if you were born after yeah. 2000, um, he is a rapper. Was a rap wait, rapper. Uh, he sings that song. Nunu, what song does he sing? Hit him up, stop. Um, Hit him up, stop. Trail featured. No, um, it's that I don't know what the name of it, but I know the, yeah, the chorus. Stop. Up in here, yeah. y'all go. Uh, make me lose my, lose mind. my mind. Up, up in up, here, yeah, up yeah. in here. He had bops. He had bops. And he had that bop. You know, the but first time played. I heard that song uncensored was uh, my first time in Mexico as a child. Like mm -hmm. that was the first time I, I heard uncensored. I was like, he curses a lot. And I was like, tip. But being in D.C., um, the one that I went to right before I went to Domingo, um, they would just play the TV for the kids. Um, so I don't want a family one yet. That would get on my nerves. I Luckily, the barber, like the barber I had, like the cut for the community, like there was always uh, men coming in out, but there was never children. I was like always the only child. Like that, that's the only thing I remember. Like I have never seen another child other than like his own grandkids that would not be in the shop. I'll mm -hmm. be there. I couldn't imagine children. I work in education. I like I like kids, but I don't like kids. You know what I mean? But when you walk in, you automatically have to assume <laughs> that you like that you just sit, take a seat, take a seat. They they remember when you walked in, so you don't have to really say much. And unless you know them, you'll like give them a handshake. Like. Right. I hate that part about um 
you know, you, I'm, I'm, I'm all this is quote unquote, if you're listening, it's quote unquote straight cis man, you know, cause it's whatever they identify at the moment. Um, I don't get that part. You know, I don't know if it's like a feminine thing, a queer thing, but like, you know, when I go somewhere, I want to be greeted like, Hey, what's up? What's the tea? Like, what do I do? I sit here. Okay. So when is the, what's the way? Cool, cool, cool. Then I come here. You're going to talk to me, consult, like, you know, I want like a vibe and talk and you know, do all that you stuff. You want, again, you want the hair salon. <laughs> 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 I mean, I would like the hair salon when it comes to receptionist. Like I want to like be able to just not have to question who I need to talk to and just sit down but like when you walk into a barbershop like i did this past uh trip in north carolina i just had to like be like and they're like and then i sat down and it, but see i don't quote switch to the point where i'm gonna hide who i am i crossed my legs and i was doodling on my phone um so and also the eyes there are eyes that linger and it's usually i don't think it's sexual but it's like they know you're gay which is crazy that they can't stop looking, but they know you're a guy and they see you. And there was a lot of eyes lingering, especially in Dobson, North Carolina. Maybe more so that you'd get here in DC. So what's your um, experience comparison to like hair salons? Like, so did you hair have a lot of that? Just easy. I mean, they're feminine energy. You just go But in. you had a lot of experience growing up with those? Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I was, I grew up poor, so I didn't really just, I got my hair cut wherever I could get my hair cut. For a long period of time, my dad cut my hair, and he really fucked up my hair. Like, I used to have curly, curly, like, like thick curly hair. Um, So I might, would have called it an afro. And I just It was, I've seen anymore. the pictures. It was, it was afro-leaning. Um, So I never, I never got that hair back. Now it's this, so. No, right, but did you have, like, hair salon experience, like? I obviously like talking about cheating men. No, like <laughs> I would go. Hair. Okay, maybe I don't know if it's a black child thing, but that's like a thing. Especially back in the day, you would just go with your mom to the hair salon because who was gonna watch you? And you know, if the bitch was getting hyper micro braids and cinches, you might be there for eight hours, diva. Like I have a lot of experiences of just going to a hair salon wherever she was going at the time because you know people switch it up. And um, and she would drive my mom, me and her, my mom. That's the one thing we travel. Sometimes it would never be in the city. I I remember my mom never got her hair done in, in the city we live. We would have to travel some far place, and then I would just be sitting there for hours and hours and hours. Um, is that why you turned out gay? You think? <laughs> you know, no. I mean, I have fun there. I mean, the smell of burnt uh, synthetic hair is always. I mean, it's uh, always like yeah, I. I also get, I think I also relate to that because I do, my mom used to go, or like my sister used to go to the hair salon and that smells very nostalgic for me. But what is very nostalgic is my mom doing her hair with box color um, in that, in that like blonde. Well, I mean, she did a little array of colors. I mean, she's had a long life, so okay. it would be box color. Um, and I, that color, that smell is just so like prevalent. So I never really, again, spent a lot of time in the salon because my mom would just do that shit at home. We were resourceful. Wow, wow. Um, but what we just really jumped into the conversation, though. Let's be clear. We did not see the viewers. We not, we have not spoken to the viewers in over seven months. You know um, what? That's that's what it's about. Like, like I said, I, I I didn't come here this year to be like, oh, my God, what do we do about 2023? And what do we leave? Like, no, we are standing on business. And if you not know who I am, I'm the new Paris. And what we do here is stand on business, standing on business and handling your responsibilities and do what you got to do. Um, so I'm jumping back in. Y'all wanted us back. You call for the queen. She's here. Let's get and into I'm it. I'm Rafi, and <laughs> I <laughs> um, and I'm super excited to get this podcast back started. 
Um, Back started, never left. We can take a hiatus. Y'all bitches act like I mean, our phone calls let, let Nicki are this. Y'all let Beyonce, we talk every day. Like, all these girls just take breaks. No one, they don't announce hiatuses. Why can't I be out for a few months? Y'all saw what I was doing. We was at Reggaeton Brunch every every month, multiple times. But I also day. want to make it clear that I picked up a job that was supposed to be a part time job, and it just took over my entire life. Oh, and, I feel that diva. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. <laughs> and thank you, God, that I don't work at Orange Theory anymore. I'm just gonna say that right now because it, it makes sense why we're starting this podcast, <laughs> girl. I mean, no, <laughs> open up the gates because fuck that place. I fucking oh. hate. <laughs> this is DC's messiest podcast. Um, everyone, wait, don't do it. Yes, yeah, DC's messiest podcast where we tell you what not to do in the city. What you should not be doing is go to Orange Jerry. Because oh my god, y'all's <laughs> OTR number scores. What do y'all make? OTR. <laughs> no, that was camp though. That y'all ate that. That little making up numbers for no reason, making up phrases. It's just all working out. No, yeah, it was all like fake science. Like the yeah, splat like, point thing is very wackadoo. Um, so it's just called don't go there, and they don't pay their instructors, and they really enforce uh, unpaid labor. So. I had to drop that place in the new year. Sponsor I'm so us, grateful I did. Um, but yeah, we just been, you know, hosting events in DC, like Reggaeton Brunch and Pedro Fridays. I started DJing around the city. Um, and luckily through all those opportunities, we were able to invest and finally put some effort into this podcast. We have official microphones, so we don't sound like we are in a basement anymore. I disagree. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you I'm I'm not gonna let you Disparage our past, discredit our past work. At so we had great time, honey. When the time in 2018, when this was all started, Diva 2019, we bought real microphones, and that was six years ago, y'all. And it's 24. <laughs> and you know, times change, so we had to upgrade. And this is the upgrade, right? Right. Um, and I'm just super grateful to be back. Um, because this is such a platform that was just I know that people wanted to listen to. People were shading us like, "Oh, are y'all even a podcast anymore?" Um, no, we are. We are. And but we're also we're, uh, LLC. We're also host of it. So, again, if you want to hear me talk on the mic, come to Reggaeton Brunch. I will say, now that you're a host on the mic, now you are just, you have been doing Reggaeton Brunch here on this podcast. So, <laughs> th- she's just really selling the experience. If you want to come see Nunu Paris live and host on the mic and ask you to tip her um, and record videos of her, then come to Reggaeton Brunch on January 13th with... Who do we have? Jesus Vice and Electra G. So I'm very excited. I'm really Tickets excited are too. Available like, the link in the bio, y'all. Yeah, I always go try to link cheap period, but I'm really excited for my sister to really turn it out. It's gonna be cold, but guess what? We got heaters inside El Rey on U Street. Make sure you see us January 13th. But going back to like we were saying, um, I just think family is such a pervasive like thing that happens in the holidays. Like we're we're not trying to be basic and be like, where was your holidays? But like, obviously, family is the main thing because you go to Thanksgiving, then you go to all the winter holidays, whether it's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, um, and then New Year's, the expectations. I don't know what it was this year, but like, I felt like everybody's family, my boyfriends and mine was like, what's your New Year's plan? What's your New Year's? Like, what do y'all do? I was like, oh my God, leave us alone. We've already spent all these holidays with you. Leave me alone. Um... I will say I know some friends that wanted to spend their family because they felt like they had to. I never, I mean, ever since I moved out away from North Carolina, I don't really spend New Year's with my family anymore. Um, mainly this year because I had to work. Um, but I just feel like New oh, Year's yeah. tr- 
I'm not going to be traveling for New Year's. I don't want to go back to my real life. That's a holiday life. If you're going to do a travel, like that's something you either do like with friends or a partner. You know what I mean? Like that's like a special thing. But I feel like other than that, you should just be home. Like why would you want to? I mean, not judging anyone. This is just me here. Not no. Oh, don't, Nunu, don't feel bad. Oh, don't feel bad. Nunu, don't feel attacked. No one take offense to that because Nunu is at the house always. So she's fine with honey, being at the house. Yes, I love being at my house, honey. Get the fuck up out my house. Make love in the house. Um, and I just think you should be at home. I don't care if it's like at your physical house. It can be somewhere fun. You know, one of my girls loves going to Lay Diplomat. Uh, Rappy already knows which one. <laughs> I love their commitment to Lay Diplomat. <laughs> you know what? There's one time. You know why I don't think I like the family thing? Not that I have an issue about like, my family or anything. But like one time I had to go to church for New Year's. And I thought I was going to lose my mind. That was probably like the worst ever. Uh, I mean, have, New have, church was like that for me always um you no, said that you like, enjoy it's church. especially it's especially did your game boy start working you can't do all that stuff because there's always something because it's a holiday so it's different so like everyone is just doing things and it's super lame I, I i don't know what religion you follow but i think we can all agree that holidays at a church synagogue mosque wherever you pray at it's a lot it's too much <laughs> and you should not be Church for holidays. I'm so sorry. Do you know what I we mean, did? The activities were like <laughs> the three-legged race. No, no, there was no activities. You're sitting and standing and sitting and reciting and doing things. It was super lame. You know how we celebrated the New Year? We had to get on our knees, on my knees on the fucking floor on a pew. That's exciting. That's exciting. I love and, that. And pray in the New Year's. There's no ball drop. There's no countdown. You were all silently in prayer on the floor. Like, by the like, what am I supposed to be doing, Diva? God did not want me to be pure bored. I never forgive my mom. I was like, we're never doing this again. You, uh, you. And she never you... went back again because that shit, it, it gagged us. It gooped us. It gagged us. Never again. But you love religion. Like, that's what that's who you are. You're my religion. Um, you said that you really find, uh, like, a, a like an anointedness. I look think... at God things. So I'm a Gemini. Just a quick reminder. And this is a reminder. Um, and the dual sides be dueling, if y'all know what I mean. Like, there is a part of me that is a very nice Christian woman. And there's a part of me that is not atheist, but, like, it's not not atheist. Um, and, and I mean, I relate to it in a sense where I'm like, oh, thank God I did that. Or like, whatever is out there, thanks for watching out. Um, and I think I relate to it because that's been so in like ingrained in our family culture um, and dynamics. But I also just think it's fair to like, if you're leaning into your religion, like my mom loves her religion. I just tell her to just don't bring it into my space. Um, that's who she is. And that's great. And like I said, I'll respect the fact that she wants me to have like a Virgin de Guadalupe. So I have it right here at my bookshelf. Oh my God, I still have mine somewhere. And I'll I was it out there. And, and I love like religious candles. I think they're beautiful to look at. So I love the artistry and everything. And like stained glass windows, love that. But like stained glass windows is crazy. <laughs> but I just don't like, I don't like, I just genuinely don't like the control that religion has over a lot of people. But if someone wants to spend New Year's at a church, great just why do you have to bring kids into that because you know kids don't want to do that that's what i want parents yeah to there's no child that wants to do the, that and no, no child is gonna wants to deal with that. that i'm sorry if you want kids to like religion then make it fun and interact <sighs> okay well interactive well, so, okay so you know what i 
I actually had this conversation with my mom a lot. Um, and, you know, we're luckily, you know, she's very open and stuff. My mom's a very Christian woman. I grew up, again, Pentecostal. Actually, when we were in um, Palm Beach, I know it's just a quick aside. We were <laughs> across the street. Well, specifically the side of the hotel I was on was across the street from a Pentecostal church, the, uh, the Latino version. And oh, was it earthquaking up in there? Whew. It was, and we, Girl, and we, and we, and there we was, they were dancing in there. Oh, we were there. We kind of like Sunday morning, so like I was like the Wi-Fi. Like Wi-Fi was like Hilton and then Pentecostal, and I was like obsessed. I was like, those are my people. I started get up. I was like, let's do it, bitches. Like y'all don't understand Pentecostal people. We be up loud, shouting, running around, speaking in tongues. It'd be a whole key up in there. I so, promise you, they were your people. They were Dominican. They, or they were. So, so you are the Dominican diva of DC. And at my church in Humble Durham, North Carolina, we also had like a dual Spanish partnership where we had like the main church, Greater Emmanuel, and then on the back of it was like Iglesia de Pentecostal. And we would have why, like a, why were you in the back? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it would happen. Like we would have like opposite services. It was it was a whole key. Yeah, it was a whole time. Wait, and, so but they, but they never crossed. That was the weird part. It was like always segregated. Well, obviously. Well, I mean, just because of language, it was all Pentecostal. We're all on this land celebrating. I mean, no one was loudly. speaking English or Spanish either. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, when she starts speaking in tongues. Which is just fun and camp to but me. But I don't know what the Latino version of speaking tongues is because I don't think they. Oh, what does that sound like when y'all do that? I don't, I mean, I don't, I was Catholic, so we, at the best we go, huh? Like, we're like singing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, did you have books? Do y'all really have books in the pews? Like, you, you pick up a yes, book? Yes, and I never knew what those books were. Like, were they the Bible? Oh, were those because you didn't know how to read. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Nunu is still a counselor for um, <laughs> the greater state of Maryland, y'all, so I really. An award-winning counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Who can assess um, literacy? <laughs> um, so, no, I would hate church you got to play your game boy you said in church okay so you I, had okay, a very... I, you're gonna you're gonna stop this narrative here we're, no we're you gonna, did that's what you what we're me. gonna do is stand on business and stop okay. this narrative honey and then i went so to you... church uh on pretty much a weekly basis until i was about 18 okay 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 and in my so formative years in my early years i was allowed activities in four or five there was coloring books i remember drawing a lot of suns and birds um, there was Game Boys when that came out, so I could, you know, quietly do it. And then as I got older, I started reading, reading books like The Da Vinci Code and any other fun things I could find in church. So it became... So, I mean, I, I would go to church too, girl. To do my, yeah, it was actually a great space. I had a few hours every day, every week, where I could just do something, do what I wanted. It was like, like a meditation. And then you could just... People were having fun. People were happy to see you. Just so smile. since you didn't have that resentfulness with church, you grew up to like now you say that when you're feeling like you're going through it, you bow your head and pray. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I was going back to I had this conversation with my mom a lot. Like, what could what could we do to make church more effective? I think I think church could be like super effective. I think they still have all the power. You already still got the tax breaks, you already have a whole pulpit of people pit of people that will allow you to vote however y'all want but the thing is y'all are losing people because like Rafi said you're not engaging and interacting right we have the internet we have science now so we don't need to be lectured to because no one lectures if you're in a classroom or you're at a school no one lectures no one has attention span so that's not a practice we need anymore we need to be looking at the bible translating it to literally on a screen every church in a projector just translating on a screen and then literally applying it to what they need and developing a curriculum 
You're making it sound like a, a classroom. It is. No, because it's about teaching. Church is a great place because you can learn. But right now, church is, for a lot of things, it's just like a random pastor. And they say, okay, I'm talking about this today. It is, it's based on whatever. They woke up. They say, God gave me the word. Today, I'm talking about cheating. Tomorrow, I'm talking about Christmas. Tomorrow, I'm talking about the gays. Whatever the word is in your heart. And, you know, you're not really getting anything because what you need in that moment is what if you just lost someone? What if you need grief? What if you need counseling about jobs, all these other things. If you build a curriculum, if you build themes, say, okay, what does our community need? Do a needs assessment. This is what we just do in schools and counseling. But do an assessment. What does your congregation need? Let's speak on that and how we can do real resources as well as take something from the Bible and their stories. Like it easily, it, church could easily take back over, but they don't want to because they would have to change. They would have to learn and they would have to not Focus on themselves anymore. Also, they, they would also have to give up power. They that's what I'm saying. You would have power. to give up power to the people, and that's not what they want. Like church could, we could be all back in church in a second, bitch. So that's why I have to say that my again, I don't really buy into that church, um, stuff. But church I stuff. again, I really like again respect those who do it, and I wish them all the best in it. Um, but I also find church to be a judgmental place. Like there's always going to be the church gossip. There's always going to be like people like judgmental. That's everywhere. They are, they're picking and choosing what their lives look like, which is again, I think it does bleed down to family dynamics. Like I feel like a lot of the things that are wrong with what's going on in, in, in my family come from obviously the inter intergenerational trauma, but this idea that, there's certain people better than others and because some are more Christianly, some, some don't even interact with other people in the family during like good things like Christmas or new year's because they'd rather be at home because you know, there's drinking involved at the, at the event. So they don't want to be affiliated with that. Oh my God. And I have like that. And so you're living a lonely life. If you think about it, because you you're putting yourself in this church mindset and this thing, and you're really just like, not engaging with the loved ones that you have and you're not and also you're just not accepting people for, for, for what they're going to do right not, if you're going to do it do it in like the fun way not like the lame way uh, we have an aunt just like that who just changes the energy and she's like i have so much steam for church but i'm like you're not you're not doing it right diva you're literally sad and bitter like if i was going to church that much i would hope i'd be happy but the lord's not working the way you need him to honey um so yeah it, that's how i see a lot of the the dynamics so i think that's why we're talking about family today um my family this year was quite interesting. I, this was probably one of the harder Christmases I've had. Um, and it was dramatic. And I think things that needed to happen, happened. I think we're in a better place, everyone involved. But it's just sad because, you know, I used to, I grew up in a large family. And we always had. How big was your family? I mean, my mom is one of 11 or 12. And my mom. One my of dad, 11 and 12. Her brothers and sister fully on one side or just mixed just, up in there. Uh, mom, one, the same mom, the same, one the same coochie, mom, the same, 11 the same kids, woman, the same woman, um, and the same dad. Um, and then my dad was, was one of seven, I think, one six or seven. So, like, I have a lot of cousins, and I and have you're one of cousins. how many? I'm one of three, I have a half brother and then a sister, and I'm one of one. I'm the You're only, only child, and we can tell. <laughs> I just wanted to say the We could, we could tell. Um, but we have, like I said, I remember we used to have the biggest Christmases. We would go until four a.m. The kids would want to go home. Like, girl, the kids would just want to be sleep. But we would, I, 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 like I said, I was always a kid that really enjoyed the family being together. And then, you know, 
I grew up and I, I, had, I had to deal with, you know, uncles that should have been better uncles. I had aunts that should have been better aunts. And I think over time, how we saw our parents interact with each other really affected how me and our cousins like interact with each other. I mean, there was a point where my sister, I mean, my, when my dad was disputing with his sister, I got into a physical altercation with my cousins. They literally jumped me in high school, which is crazy. Like how many, how many, when you say jump, like you didn't, so you didn't get your one-on-one, you didn't get your team. I didn't get my one-on-one. I, I didn't get my, I didn't you get, get my get several rounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you <laughs> we're not you Wait, know, no. no 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 we no, no Raffi's talking Raffi's talking oh Raffi's talking so Nudu needs to do her makeup and not listen to Raffi and she'll yeah. tune in when I'm done <laughs> and she'll just be like oh that's fierce so yeah family's just so no like, y'all we're not doing that this season <laughs> I'm not gonna let y'all run this narrative no my therapist ghosted me so <laughs> wait your therapist ghosted you no Shay, that's for episode two of the season talking about therapists um and how great they can be but also how unethical they can be sometimes so i like i was saying friend mm-hmm. when where was your friend at because so, when you say cousins how many one two five so it i went to high school with my the middle cousin and then the youngest sister. So the two of them like jumped me in like I like like I was walking we were in the lunchroom and she was sitting on the on, on the table and I was sitting on the other side of the table. But my side and her side were like back to back. So I got up to throw my tra- my tray away, but I was messy and I walked past her. And then she I was like, excuse me. And she was like and she was like, make me move immediately because she's this is the puerto rican side too they're half salvadoran half puerto rican so she, she started yeah Boricuan. and this was when they were fresh from new york too but what's funny is that it sounded also, like she stood on business that's all i can I mean, tell you she 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 could stand on business but my sisters no one in our family can actually fight let's be clear <laughs> like none of us are actually fighters mm-hmm. and uh first of all me and you escort <laughs> We I know. Squared up. Not we my family. Also fighters. So, <laughs> um, first of all, you'd be a hair puller, and I know you'd be a hair puller. You'd be a kicker and a hair puller. It's down again. <laughs> I took martial arts for years, so I have skills, honey. <laughs> Watching you, how many years? I just, I'm, I'm going to humor you. How many? Years? It's not a humor. You. It's real. Um, okay, how many yeah. years? <laughs> I would say uh, four years. I think at least four years. Actually, oh. no, it's five. It's five. Okay. Because I okay. also took martial arts as an elective in summer camp. Oh, that's so cool. I, I mean, I made it to the red belt. So I guess I did it for three years. Still can't fight. So you can't fight. Um, you have a red belt? Where is it? I made it to red belt when I was in Taekwondo. I was in God. No, I made it to like the fifth belt. I think I don't think that's right. I think orange maybe, but I made it to like the fifth belt, and then I said, "Fuck this, I'm done." Like I don't okay, want to do something. Yeah. Um. So we could both fight. I'm a real scrapper, <laughs> and again, my family are scrappers. I get. I am a hood bitch. I tell people that all the time. People don't believe me. Um. <laughs> I mean, I you have you. shoved me and pushed me un- unprovokedly for no reason. You no, know, so. I mean, when I, when I talk about my Christmas, I was hearing gunshots, and that's just in the yard. That's just what we do. That's they bring guns around. They can just bring guns around and be shooting. I mean, that's just what we do. <laughs> I don't okay, tell you. This is this is not 
the the streets, y'all. This is the country roads. This is the okay, cul-de-sac. it can still go down in the country, honey. This is you a cul-de-sac. Scrap in the country. You got to scrap on the gravel. Scrap on the rubble. Stand on it. Take it to the take it to the grass. <laughs> um. So my cousins took it to the lunchroom. And so they did this in public. Are you being dead? Literally, ass? literally, like, like taking Bitch. family drama, family that drama, is embarrassing, embarrassing. I was called a woman beater for like literally. Oh wait, like, like, I'm pulling together. You said you fought a girl at school. That was your cousin. I didn't fight her. First of all, I would never hit a woman. Period. Even though, first of all, but I would beat a, beat a bitch's ass. I tell you. That. First of all, though, we're cousins. So to me, at that age. If you're beating up on me, if I hit you back, girl. No, I had to see my cousin. You know, she tried it one day and I had to get booked. And um, we both got. Did you hit her back? Bitch, hell yeah, she went to whoop my ass. I can't. Ain't no one gonna whoop my ass. I don't know what to tell y'all. I did the biggest kick. She flew across that room. All the adults came back there. And as soon as they all came, we both just started crying on cue. Like, uh. <laughs> I, I knew like, you were a kicker though. Cause uh-uh. I knew you were bending like Beckham. You were a kicker. Like, I, I am. Yeah, I'll be kicking. Be, you might be. You're getting kicked down. Stopped on. That's how I fight. Um. So yeah, we they definitely jumped me, and I got suspended for three days, which I never have gotten suspended a day in my life. And even like, but like the fact that, like I said, that haunted me for like two years after. Like people, you're like a permanent record. You just affected your whole life. Career, oh, no, that's not real, y'all. If you, there's <laughs> yeah, any kids not. watching, I tell if there's any twelve year olds watching this podcast, the permanent record is. I am in yet. school. I tell the kids, they're like, "Is this gonna be?" I was like, "Bitch, you really have to like end up on TV, do some real tough shit. Like, police really gotta be involved if we're to be all or actually affect your disciplinary record. Like, it has to be some real shit." Yeah. So, but no, I yeah, I was really distraught after that, and but yeah. Needs to say that family and I are, are pretty. I mean, we don't really see each other much anymore, and it's sad because again, we used to have big Christmases. We used to do a lot together, but now everyone just does their own things with their own kids, and there's not really a sense of togetherness in my bigger family. I think we all just stick to ourselves, which is crazy because I never thought our family would be this. Um, but you come from a different family because you're always going to family reunions and y'all do two lies. Christmases. Lies, 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 lies. No, you, you literally, lies, you lies, literally lies. had a big gathering with your family this year. You didn't, so you're lying to me. Someone's lying, and it's you to me because that's what you told me. This is what you were doing. No, I am not a big family person. If it's it's a I have a really weird dynamic with family, I don't you know do it right. Um. But isn't that every gay or queer person in their family? Like, yeah, I, feel like I, I get along with the stereotype. nephews. I I get along with the nephews. I stick to the nephews and the nieces more. Like, we just like play video games and like they just like get it and like they're like able just to like see the bigger picture. And I'm able to like exp- like at least like make jokes about it with them. I so feel bad actually. Being... I think about it all the time. You know, now that I'm like 21, it's like Ooh. you got to like think about all these implications now and i think that's what's wrong like i think about my family i'm like wow i think our parents and siblings did so good when they decided to bring us all together and force all these things and they really created some special moments for us as kids like i thought that was really cool what's sad is i don't think any of us are going to continue any traditions and i just don't i just feel like that's just american not american like a generational rather like kind of curse I just feel like we're we're done. We're past the idea of traditional family. Like, if we're not constantly connecting, if no one's making us, if we're not giving the power to do anything we want, then we're just not going to do it. Like, I 
wish I was closer, but like, I also don't because we have so much going on now. That's the thing. Well, I also just think like, I really tried my best this year to like burn because like I said, I have big beef with some of my family and I really tried to like put everything aside and realize that one day our parents are not going to be here and we're going to set this, the foundation for our their kids i'm not having kids um and i just don't want there to be that and i want to be able to say i have family one day um but i just don't see right i don't feel like that's gonna happen for me i don't know and i think it's hard you don't think you don't think you're gonna have family one day it's not i think my family's so hard because again as as they lamented during because you have gay cousins right so my their siblings i mean my mom and her siblings were talking they're like oh yeah we all should have more kids blah 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 blah. um you know all of us are only children so there's only one the oldest one had multiple kids two girls um and they have kids but they're like so much older than us so like it, it it only was really like the four of us and we're all like the same age two of us are gay um one of us is like neurodivergent not that that impacts you know the ability to have children but i just don't think that's going to happen because they're not really super able to in addition to that do some other things um and then the other one he just said i just saw him he's in the military coast guard he's just traveling around the world he was like i don't want to settle down i couldn't imagine doing all that um and that's just it like i don't i'm like there's no kids like i don't have kids in my family i don't have any need for tradition and cutesiness like i look at my friends and i'm like oh wow their siblings have all these nieces and nephews and they have four and five nieces and nephews so you know everything's so traditional but like we don't i don't have that well what i think what i'm starting to accept is that i've always thought i was in a very specific i do think being a latino queer person is very specific especially when because my spanish is kind of broken and also when i speak spanish my personality changes i turn into much more just like a dry like the person I grew up as junior, pretty much like the junior of the family. And I can't express myself as articulately in Spanish. I can't like really be honest or like be like anything, I think authentic in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even hard to be authentic in English, but I will say that I, I, what I'm accepting or what's been the biggest struggle is realizing that, my i won't be able to fully communicate with my family in an honest authentic way that's like my mom and my dad well like it's gotten better after this christmas um because i just felt like at one point at some point you know you're you like you talk to your parents but it's just like what are you doing oh nothing okay bye like there's nothing there's no substance to the relationship and i think it was mostly because again they were seeing a side of me that was just not expressing how I authentically felt about certain things about our family. So I think being able to just like have an actual conversation this time has really been helpful. But a big thing that we struggle with as Latino queer people is that we don't get to like have honest conversation with our family, especially because there's sometimes a language barrier, but most of the times it's cultural. Like, like what am I supposed to tell my parents who gave up everything after a civil war to come to this country and even beyond that what my mom and dad experienced in as children they never had a childhood either but um, I think that you know 
that's the sad part about i think growing up latinos too is that we have to, we grow up very fast we have to like ex- like explain things for our parents i was uh like um translating like apartment leases and stuff to my parents well my sister would but then i would have to do that sometimes or doctors things and then oh, yeah that's mad. so real and it's still you know it's, that's a reality i see it when kids come in to register and you know if they're from another country then there's probably another child there you know doing a lot of the things or managing i always think about you know our, our families um we call them multi-language learners now there's always new terms to describe <laughs> different mm-hmm. populations now but um how they receive information, academics, information about money, scholarships, blah, blah, blah. And it's still an issue, despite all the new little AI. That's what we need to be using AI for, translations and all these little fun things. Um, But yeah, so what do you think separate? Because you don't have a language barrier, like in your like but you're still feeling like the outsider as the queer person or as the gay person i think there's a language barrier i think you know you have to have the language to be able to even articulate emotion articulate you know the cognitive dissonance between tradition and the modern world and all these nuances right and like i said i am my family is more from a rural background so you know if they don't have that desire to expand outside that then they don't have the language to then discuss it we can't have discourse on it and that's just on standing on business um, but what i do do is after every family event i do you know debrief with my mom um about you know what went well what could be improved and you know if she wants to take those suggestions feedback to the organizers she can and i just i just put the onus on other people so you do what everyone else does with their mother after and talk shit <laughs> yeah i love i love their <laughs> dynamic they're so crazy i like that they'll like be at the event and as soon as they leave they like call each other talk shit about something that just happened that's so funny i mean that's just the family pastime is talking shit about each other yeah and so i'm like fun. i said those are things that i don't even hate because like i think my family is very funny when we talk shit about each other but i i think that's what i struggle with the most too is like I would love to because I'm a fucking messy ass bitch. I love drama. So I'm not going to like be acting above higher, holier than thou. But what I do hate is when my family acts holier than thou and can't just like put shit aside. Like if anything, if I, I I'm if I can put my shit aside, y'all can put y'all shit aside and actually treat people like human beings. But I think it's just a generational and then, you know, and also competition. I think there's a lot of comp- competition. I think there's a lot of like um puffing of the chest with each with all our cousins and who's who's the most successful who's this who's that and that was stand from definitely our, our our parents so the real question is where do we go from here because in this generation you know it's part of the life development cycle okay so if you're younger get ready if you're older you're probably doing it is that you know your parents are gonna regress right we're older we're gonna uh, start losing things your parents will start becoming more childlike right no matter what even if you don't have kids you're still going to have to parent essentially unless uh for some unfortunate reason you're you know your parents aren't your life or they're passed on or anything but like that is you know a typical experience we have to kind of deal with it and what happens is you know we are in this modern world now and it's different than what it used to be so back in the day you didn't have all this noise People are like, why am I so tired? Why am I so busy? Because we have phones. We have things now. 
back in the day, you were not constantly being barraged by a billion thoughts and insights and media and pictures and sounds. You could think, you could sit, you could have hobbies, and you would really revel and meeting your family, meeting new people, doing all these things and being invested because that was the only time. You couldn't check to see what they were doing on a picture. Now we have it. I see them. I don't need to, I don't I don't need to engage as much. And the issue with that is we then feel like, okay, well, now that you have to start stepping up, same thing happened with my partner at Christmas. I'm like, okay, you know, you have older family members, you have to step up. My mom's getting older, your mom's getting older, your grandma's getting older. We have to step up. They can't do things the way they used to. It's not like physical activities or remembering things. It's just that they're not modern. It may take a long time. They may not really understand a concept, even though it seems simple to us. And we have to be the change if you really want it. And that's really where we're at. Like, do you want to change? Do you want to take the responsibility and change? Because guess what? They've done their due diligence. They've done their did. They're not growing and becoming remorseful and empathic all of a sudden and saying all these things that happen i'm sorry now and we should be better humans and i should learn to be social conscious that's just not the reality like i would love that i know people can grow and change but the likelihood is so low so then it relies on you to grow and change and adapt with them and i'm not saying settle or take what you can get but like you just have to be human and give people patience and grace because you know they gave you life, whether it was a great one, good one. Once you once you're here, it's, it's on you, kinda. Mm -hmm. And that's just that's just it. So how hard is that I, to do? I I think I I think maybe the phone. I do think technology and all that plays a role. But like, I don't keep up with my family's Instagrams. I don't be watching nothing. It's not even the idea that you're keeping up with the family, but you're keeping up with so many people. It's not like just them. Now we have a whole world. But I think that you're, also you are has social media been, person. I think back to the gay experience. Um, respectfully, I think that the gay experience is also like, um, I think we are always going to create our own family. I think we're always going, we've always been those people to like, I think this is true for us that we keep up with other people in our families, but my sister still keeps up a lot more, I think with our family, just because my mom only keeps up with family. My dad only talks and interacts with family. Like he has some people out that know him in the community but like he really only fucks i also think it's a, like a kid thing like my cousins um again all types of sexuality but like if you're not like having kids or in that family thing you're not checking like i don't my mom's like do you talk to my cousin like literally yesterday my mom was like did you at, tell your cousin happy birthday in the family group chat i'm like no but see the fact that y'all have a family group chat that to me is like close-knit that sounds close-knit I don't, I don't think it's that. close at all. Um, me and my other cousin, the other gay man, we have it muted. I never get the notifications as I check it because I don't want to fucking because they'd be talking about nothing. Um, and it's not really anything. It's just random religious memes. It's plans, and that's like yeah, it's really like not used for things other than my one cousin who has kids. Like she's like, oh my god, he got honor roll. Oh, and you're like, oh, that's cute. I I mean, I don't interact though because that just is so. I think what I love about my family now is I'm an uncle. I love being an uncle. I have four lovely nieces and nephews. And I two nieces, two nephews. And I'm just very blessed to have that to like keep me motivated to be a good person in our family. Um, but I think a lot of it just comes from the fact that now I think to a certain point, family, I think when if the families that 
sweep things under the rug, I think it manifests. And I think certain families don't break up. I think some families are functional. But if it's dysfunctional, I think most families, like you say, don't fuck with each other. Would you say that you come from a dysfunctional kind of situation? I think, yeah, I think my dad's side was really dysfunctional. I think my mom's side is really functional. Oh, it's very functional, her, her mom's side. So it comes from the balanced. Yeah, but like, again, I always recognized that his side was dysfunctional, so I didn't involve myself. And I really only talked to like one person on that side. Like, I don't, I don't do anything. And I, I was always like that. It wasn't like a parent telling me. It was just like, I don't do well with chaos and... It's just chaos, and they are just selfish, crazy little people, like real-life scammers. Like, I tell people, like, I have such a work crazy background. Like, I've had that side of family take someone's full life insurance, pension, spend it all, still end up with nothing, had to, that person had to end up in a home with a son they never knew, like, all these things. Um, and they're doing it to their own family members, so, like, it's it's... It's a little uh, rough out here in these streets, um, but that side of the family's from Jersey, so you know, uh, north we get we get down. We oh my bricks. god, I didn't know you had Yankee in you. But yeah, moving bricks from Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Um, yeah, we have some questionable people in our family too, but I think that's just everybody. I think there's always going to be that kind of dynamic in our families but like i said i think what my biggest lesson and what the lesson of the day is for sure is wait you don't gotta talk to nobody just because it's blood wait if you want like you said if you want to be the change of your of your family then you gotta set take that on for yourself uh and be the change you want to see but remember at the end of the day you have to assess if things are worth it and it yeah, can you and that's just that's just on sitting on business, y'all. And sitting on business applies just not on to family. It applies to work, relationships, the club, everything. You choose what you want to do. This is 2024, y'all. This is a new year. Not only that, we're in a new era. It's a new era, y'all. It's about you. It's about you. The government doesn't care about you. The economy doesn't care about you. You know who cares about you? You and the people you surround yourself with. So make sure you are good. So this is New New Paris. Oh, are we just closing the episode like that? That's what you did, bitch. No, I, guys, you are rushing away to. I'm just going back to. The, now we're on the we're on the outro. You know, this is how the podcast oh, has a formula. This is how the, you know what, girl? We're, bye, you literally put you the you put, after all these months. Y'all like just say it. Fuck it. Fuck it. As an educator, you know how a fucking essay works. You have the introduction. You have the as body. An educator, and then you have the conclusion. You know how an essay works. Is that what you and, would tell a PE teacher? Ooh. So PE teachers don't know how to uh, uh, how to structure an essay. I don't think it's required. <laughs> just kidding. That's just me. You said in conclusion. See y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. And that's a what stage of again. Okay. I'm not doing all this talky talky with y'all. I said obesity. <laughs> Um, what are you leaving behind? No, I told you I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, what are you? No, no, what are you leaving behind in 2023? And what are you looking forward to in the new year? And this new season, 
this new season we are back we're officially oh back my we didn't even talk about like what actual life is for us we just talked about how i mean family and how shitty our families are but no we, i think that family is family and it's a relatable experience to be able to share our ourselves with you all like wait don't do it as a podcast built for and by the people and by people i mean us too <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mayor. <laughs> yes, Mayor. <laughs> we have Mayor Bowser. If you don't know, we have our own Mayor Bowser here. Well, where's the wig? I'm like, where's the Mayor Bowser wig? Somewhere around here. Oh uh, yeah, we're not invited to political events actually. If y'all, you want the real tea? The real tea is that we are blacklisted from even getting near the mayor's office. No shade. <laughs> she does know about the videos. She does know. Like I was told by someone on her like cabinet thing that she. Um, yeah, it's actually like so camp. It's 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 fun to be out here, y'all. Um, in conclusion, and also yeah. this is Nunu's wig. You gave me this wig. Um. Not that one. Not that one. This is the Beauty Island wig. Exactly. That's you. You bought that wig. I would never choose a color like that for me. You chose this wig for me. You (laughs) you chose this wig for me. Well, that's what it it gave for you. (laughs) And I mean, I owe you my career, right? Exactly. And New Paris, the behind the scenes success for we don't do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so what are you leaving behind in uh, what i'm leaving for y'all is my instagram make sure you follow <laughs> <laughs> make sure you follow at new paris uh instagram tiktok twitter all the platforms <laughs> y'all bitch just got on threads too i don't know if threads is no you did thing. not i know you did, did that. <laughs> for you don't even have an instagram <laughs> oh, wait you're on threads <laughs> yes i got threads i don't know what to do i haven't posted it is like so lame but um if you want to support me mark zuckerberg please i will be your what is threads i don't even know what threads is what i mean it's instagram's version of twitter or like facebook's meta's version of twitter or x.com is it better no it's super lame it's like tumblr and blue sky had a baby where are my blue sky people at do you know what that is no oh my god you're a boomer that's crazy you are a boomer. You don't know a blue sky, but well, you wouldn't know because you have to have like a special invite to get it. So I have a Raya. Oh my god, you got on. I'm on the wait list still. You're the wait list for Sniffies too. No, that you don't have to do a wait list. But oh my god, <laughs> I know, oh my god, there's so much GF Sniffies. Sniffies is truly unhinged. Like, could you ever imagine a world where it's like a public bathhouse? You just put your dick out there. And like I know so or whole, many people, or whole. I know so many people's body parts now just by that. Um, I think we're gonna get that to a later part of the season, but I, I, I actually enjoyed that part. I think it helps with the mysterious. Like it takes you away have all a man. Things. Get your nose out of no, sleepy. not that too- part. Oh my god. Oh my god. Go. Oh, so we're talking about po- polyamory? This no, we're not. This is the, po- the podcast. You know what? You stay out of straight, Stay out of single people's business. Is what I say. <laughs> Because you know what, on the next episode of Wait Don't Do It, Wait, you're on Sniffies. We're gonna get into Pilot Air Made Love and Beyond. Hi, um, hi everyone. I'm still here. My name is Rafi. You can follow me, unfortunately, mostly at Wait Don't Do It podcast. (laughs) Um, and then you can follow Reggaeton Brunch DC on Instagram and keep up with our schedule and our upcoming shows there. Um, and you can catch me at Bulldog every Friday for Pedro Fridays Latin where we play merengue, bachata, cumbia, and of course, reggaeton. 
And see you at the next Breaker Tone Brunch, January 13th, hosted by your girl, Nunu Paris, with DJ Raffy Raff. And stop. I want to keep telling people that, DJ Raffy Raff. Please stop. Because it's just the only thing that makes sense. I don't know why. I like, what do y'all think? I like DJ Talk Sick, like T A T A L K, like talk and then sick. Toxic and I'm Raffaello did the chain. I don't mind DJ Raffaello. I don't because it's kind of like my full name, pretty much, and it kind of sounds really like you know better than other people. But I don't know if I want to commit to that yet because I don't we, know if people. But we want y'all to no commit to that, yeah. liking, subscribing on our Spotify, on our YouTube, and on our TikTok. Yeah, if y'all don't interact with this, I'm not doing these episodes anymore. We're selling these microphones and we're. We're putting it up, okay? Because at this point, we've been out here for seven seasons. Um, thank y'all so much for joining us for this <laughs> titillating and really emotionally raw episode of Wait Don't Do It Podcast. Um, I am Rafi Manzor, the host of Wait Don't Do It Podcast, the face of Wait Don't Do It Podcast, unfortunately. Um, you can follow me at Wait Don't Do It Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow Nunu Paris at where? Um, please don't take over my autonomy that's what we're doing we're sending my business in 2024 <laughs> so again it's your girl new new paris y'all follow me at tiktok instagram twitter new new paris i'm ready to take over the world with y'all it's 2024 it's season seven and this season it's about to be seven what was all the tagline from season sevens um this this season seven is gonna feel like season heaven <laughs> seventh heaven coming to you what other things wrong with seven? Eleven. Seven eleven? Seven eleven heaven. Kevin. Wait, are you even a podcast? <laughs>